All right. It is good to have you here. Thank you for joining us once again. Day number four on the Plus. It is good to have you. My name's Damon. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. We got a lot for you today. We won't take up too much of your time because, you know, it's a Tuesday and tomorrow's the big day here in the Bay Area. The Giants have their home opener. And, you know, if you want to have a successful sports talk radio show, you should probably stay out of the baseball business these days. It ain't the booming business of conversation and personal sports attention that it used to be. But we officially, I mean, it's official. We have our most interesting baseball story in the Bay Area. And, of course, it comes from the Sacramento River Cats. And that's where we're starting today. we got a lot of stuff to get into. Thank you for joining me. The most interesting thing to happen in Bay Area baseball so far comes from the Sacramento River Cats. Fernando Tatis Jr. with the Padres minor league outfit was up taking on the River Cats last night. And he hit a home run off of a River Cats pitcher named Cade McClure that landed somewhere in Truckee. I mean, it was a bomb, an absolute bomb. And so, obviously, that video quickly made the rounds, right? It goes around like wildfire. Here's Tatis. Been a while since he's hit home runs. We all know what happened to him last year. He leaves in disgrace and embarrassment. And now he is uh, officially you know, rehabbing and figuring it all out. So he takes Cade McClure deep. This... Padres reporter, someone who's following that team, you know, tweets the video of the home run, obviously, and says, Cade McClure will be telling people for years about the time he gave up an absolute nuke to Fernando Tatis Jr. That went out over Twitter, and obviously, Mr. McClure did not like that. Hold on. I can tell the show needs more coffee right away. So, look, uh, (laughs) that tweet is out there. And so Cade decides, here's what I think about that. Here is what I think about that. And he says, cheater hits home run on rehab assignment during a steroid suspension. That's officially like man-on-man crime around Major League Baseball. Cade McClure throws the biggest brushback pitch you're going to see all Major League Baseball season, and he does it right at Fernando Tatis, calling him a steroid cheat, which indeed he has been proven to be. But look, if you're coming up through the Giants organization, there is no organization in baseball that celebrated the benefits of steroids as much as the San Francisco Giants did. So it's one of those, be careful what you ask for, kid, and you better make sure that you're about to have an absolutely lovely career that comes without any steroids at all attached to it ever. Um, I hope he's clean. I hope he's good. But that is some spicy, spicy back and forth between uh, a couple minor league players. We're going to call Fernando Testis Jr. a minor league player. I mean, he is right now anyways. Uh, Hey, Otis. Otis, he loves us. It's straight out of Animal House. Thank you, Otis. It's good to have you here, the entire Otis Bird the Third Army. Let's see here. Tatis Jr. is going to have to wear that cheater title for the rest of his career. You're right, Rip. I mean, it, it it's part of it. When you get caught doing something, it follows you around. It's a label. It's a scarlet letter. And more than that, it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Um, that's That's unbelievable that a minor leaguer comes out and just comes right into the kitchen 
of a bona fide established major league superstar with that tweet. Just a cheater here hitting dongs off me because he's on a steroid suspension. Cade McClure, I'm rooting for you, man. Absolutely rooting for you. That was fantastic. By the way, we are on YouTube. We are on Twitch. You can find us in both places. I'll tell you the follower count. It's it. Thank you so very much. It has been fantastic. We're approaching 4,000. That was kind of the goal for the end of the week. And I think we're going to get there by the end of the day. Uh, this is growing. It's growing exponentially. It's growing quickly. It's very exciting. And I officially, I'm talking about officially, I think have like 25 Twitch followers. So you know, go ahead and follow over there too if you want. You don't have to watch it over there. You watch it over here. But we are trying to put little buckets of Damon content everywhere we can. By the way, I got to share something with you that's pretty damn cool. Where's my phone? It's right here. So yesterday, I was wearing that Metallica shirt, right? Uh, I was just, you know, I, w- I didn't think twice about it. It's a t-shirt I wear often. Who doesn't like Metallica? I didn't think anything of it. Didn't think a thing of it. So yesterday, somebody brought up, have you tried Metallica whiskey? And I had not tried Metallica whiskey. So we're starting to talk about that at the end of the show. At the end of the show yesterday, a guy reaches out, and his name's Charles. And he says, Charles, uh, thank you. Uh, he says, Damon, have long, have been a longtime fan of yours and a longtime listener. I work for Metallica's whiskey brand, Blackened, and turned into YouTube today, heard you talking about your Metallica story. Do you have an address where I can send you some stuff? Honey? Look, we have not made any money here on the channel yet. We haven't been activated to do that. It's coming soon. But Jillian, if you're watching, I got us two bottles of whiskey, a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of rye, which apparently won a uh, a, a, a top rye of the year in 2022. It's called Ride the Lightning. Rye, get it? It's a second chef's kiss of the show. Uh, Anyways, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the show is now brought to you by Metallica. How cool is that? How cool is that? I said, thank you for the whiskey. Maybe we can work out a sponsorship deal. And he said, maybe. Speaking of maybe sponsorship deals, you know, I see my boy Ike is already in the chat today. Let me tell you, Ike, we freaking love you. And uh, there is no doubt we're going to be doing some fun stuff together in the very near future. And I'll tell you, every single day that we've been doing this, and we've officially been doing this for four days now, it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger and it's growing and it's growing and it's very, very exciting. So thanks to everyone who has been so supportive early on here. Uh, We will get back to the chat and your comments soon, but we need to go about and get to some other things that are certainly happening today. Um, It's not happening until tomorrow, I guess. And since we're about to talk a little Warriors, let me bring up my Warrior ticker for you. That's right, we have a ticker. under there the ticker does your show have a ticker you need a ticker get a ticker wherever you are um anyway i want to talk a little bit about andrew wiggins before we get into some more national stuff here because andrew wiggins is back with the warriors although he's yet to return he was on the bench for the last game he is uh going to be uh, according to the signs coming out of chase center available for the postseason he will be playing 
But why he's not playing either of these final two games to me, it just I, it does not make sense. And I talked about this with the Locked On Warriors podcast uh, host extraordinaire Cyrus Satsits yesterday. I was talking about this with Larry over on the Krug show yesterday. And I want to talk about it here because I'm going to tell you right now, it is ridiculous, ridiculous that Andrew Wiggins can't go out and give the Warriors 20 minutes on Friday night in Sacramento and maybe 25, 26 minutes um, when it comes to wrapping up the season in Portland. First of all, Portland's not even going to be trying hard in that game. Their season's over. They want to go golfing. Sacramento is a team that you're just going to want to get out and run with. Get the, you know, If the whole point is Andrew Wiggins isn't ready to go right now because he's not in basketball shape, how the fuck is he supposed to get into basketball shape without playing basketball? Supposedly, he stayed in shape. Supposedly, he has been scrimmaging five-on-five. Five. Why isn't he playing? Just a little. Just a little. It's a full-on load-manage no-go. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why is... Why does every single team in the NBA treat their players like they're Fabergé eggs? That just looking at them funny could crack them. Forget about why Andrew Wiggins was gone. The whole point is he's back and he is uninjured. He is without injury. With Let me say this once again so you know exactly where we're coming from. A completely uninjured 28-year-old, world-class, highly-paid athlete can't ramp up to give 15, 20 minutes in a game coming up? Come on. The kid glove approach with professional athletes is a big reason why people get angry at professional athletes. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you never wanted to hear like a pitcher's missing a start because of a hangnail. You're like, a hangnail's going to keep you out of work? i got to work with hangnails every day. Well, okay, so you're not gripping a baseball. I could totally get how that could get in the way of a pitcher throw. But a hangnail, I guess you could describe as an injury. There is no hangnail on Andrew Wiggins. I don't care why he was gone. I don't care that the Warriors are probably fibbing about the reason why he was gone. That doesn't matter. What matters is there's two games left to get ready to play in the postseason. And you kind of need to win at least one of them. You kind of need to win at least one of them unless you want to find yourself in the play-in tournament. By the way, if you'd like any and all scenarios of how the final weekend in that jumbled-up group for the Western Conference, the 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all those seeds, if you want to check that out, my man John Dickinson, John Dickinson, the super reporter, put out as comprehensive and easy-to-follow playoff tie-breaking scenario tweet earlier today that makes actual sense out of something that's hard to explain without the visual graphic there kind of putting it all out for you so check out john dickinson's twitter if you'd like all the playoff scenarios one thing that i think is really interesting we saw the clippers and and lakers go at it last night clippers end up winning so they're now the five seed over the warriors even though they got the same record they got the tiebreaker you've got both the clippers and the lakers taking on the phoenix suns in their last two games the phoenix suns right now i believe had the longest winning streak in the nba so We'll see what the Phoenix Suns end up rising to, maybe, if that doesn't knock the Kings down. And now, all of a sudden, the seed that you think you wanted for the matchup that you thought was preferable might get flipped on its head, not because of the back of the division, but because of the top of the, not division, the conference. 
There's a lot of moving parts with one weekend to go in the NBA's regular season. The out-of-town scoreboard watching has been fantastic. But I just I don't understand why Andrew Wiggins can explain it. I just I, or, or, or can't go. I I don't he's he's uninjured, correct? Correct. He's 28. He's just missed 23 games in a row, so it's not like he's tired, it's not like he's sore. You have the single greatest, you know, training staff ever available to any team that has ever played any sport and he can't go out and play 15 minutes just to get back into action before the playoffs start. I just I don't get it. I do not get it. And I you know, you can explain it to me in careful, careful ways. I spit on your careful ways and say, just go play the damn game. Uh, seriously. Seriously. You've got generation, j- just generation wuss. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Little bit bigger story, I guess, out there in terms of what really matters to sports fans these days. And that is the NFL at all times. You got an NFL rumor, take it live, go with it. You got uh, anything that might be NFL related. More people are going to look at that and click on that. But I have to completely dismiss something, even though it might be at my own behest, because everyone's looking for clicks, especially now we're here on YouTube, baby. The plus. Please like, subscribe, comment. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't coming to the 49ers. Just stop. It's not happening. He costs too much. They've already spent too much money. They don't have nearly enough cap space. Even though cap space is a little imaginary and can be manipulated, they don't have enough imagination to manipulate the cap around to keep the team as is and add Aaron Rodgers. Beyond just the math of the contract, there's also the pain of the ass of the human. And I can't think of two guys who are more wired to not get along than Aaron Rodgers and Kyle Shanahan. Both of them think of themselves as the centerpiece of everything their franchise is doing. And honestly, they're both correct about that. What are the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and what would the 49ers be without Kyle Shanahan as their head coach? I think they'd be a much different football team. Same players, different coach, they're a much different team. And I don't think they get better. I think they regress without Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan wants a quarterback who can get the ball out quickly, accurately, and don't ask any questions. Aaron Rodgers gets the ball out quickly, accurately. We know he does that too, even though at his age, it happened less frequently last year than it did at any other point in time in his career. Aaron Rodgers would want to do it his way, not Kyle's way. Kyle would resent Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would resent Kyle Shanahan. I just don't see it happening. And then I saw another element of this story, which sort of brings into focus why this story is actually a story right now. So Craig Carton and Evan Roberts were talking about this on WFAN. Craig Carton is dialed in with the Jets. He's a huge Jets fan. I think there are people inside the Jets organization who feed Craig news, or maybe it's someone from the Packers who fed this. to. Anyways, his co-host Evan Roberts even called him out on it. They're like, dude, they're using you to get a rumor out there. Aaron Rodgers and the 49ers, it's just not going to happen. I don't want to talk about it. I would rather spend another three weeks having to just talk about Trey Lance and James Wiseman than Aaron Rodgers. Because 
I don't think any three are going to be happening in the Bay Area. Maybe Trey Lance. Obviously, he's the lone remaining might be, but his might be looks like it's leaving town the closer and closer we get to the NFL draft as the 49ers have basically come out and said, we love Brock Purdy and we like Trey Lance so much that we've added Sam Darnold. I mean, there's something going on there. So that's something for us to pay attention to for sure. Uh, The other big quarterback in the news today is obviously Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a spectacular quarterback. He's a former MVP. He would make any football team that he joined a better football team the day he got there, primarily the Baltimore Ravens, who score like a professional football team when he's with them and forget to score like a football team when he is not with them. He is the engine that drives the bus. He's the bus driver. He is the seat. He's the upholstery, the wheels, the axles, the front door. He is the whole damn thing for the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens have made him, what, a non-exclusive franchise player tag. So he's got $32.4 million, one more year waiting with the Ravens. The non-exclusive tag means he can go on out and negotiate with anyone. There's two things I would like for you to just mentally agree with me on here. Can we all agree that Lamar is a really good quarterback? Even if you think he's got weaknesses, accuracy issues, risks his body too much, gets injured too often, shelving all of that, does Lamar check the box good quarterback or bad quarterback? I think all of us would say he checks the good quarterback box. So there's nothing to really talk about there. He's a really good quarterback. They could get injured at any time. Anyone in the NFL could get injured at any time. We all know that. He is the worst sports agent in America. Do you know how rare it is a quarterback of his age and his talent is on an open market, basically? How rarely that happens, and he can't garner any interest from another team to take back to the Ravens and say, look at what they offered. He doesn't know how to negotiate. He is in over his head. A player who represents himself, short of Richard Sherman, at the very end of his career where the numbers were a lot more feasible and agreeable based on where he is in his career when he signed without an agent with the 49ers on a deal that a lot of people mocked the day that he made it. And then it turned out Richard stayed healthy enough to meet all the accelerators in that deal. And Richard made out really well at the end of his four, at the end of his career with the 49ers. Lamar Jackson is not capable of landing a deal in a league that is dying to add quarterbacks like him. And if the thing I keep on hitting the microphone. I'm sorry about that. If the thing that is holding him up is his insistence on a 100% guaranteed quarterback deal, ain't going to happen, bro. It's just, it's not going to happen. Call it collusion. Call it whatever you want. NFL owners don't want that. Jimmy Haslam upset the apple cart when he gave Deshaun Watson a 100% guaranteed deal, and NFL owners don't want that out there. Full stop. End of story. There's nothing to debate. Now, Patrick Mahomes on the open market, you'd have probably every NFL team offering him a 100% deal, but Patrick Mahomes is literally a Greek god among normal mortal men, and as good as Lamar Jackson is, he ain't no Greek god walking amongst normal mortal men. So there are rules for Patrick Mahomes. There was obviously a very, we're playing the most desperate pages of our rule book for Deshaun Watson uh, being, you know, ending up in, in Cleveland after the circle jerk 
pun intended, that was the Houston Texans. That was a desperate situation. And the the, the Cleveland Browns realized, all right, so there's no way we're going to get a player like this unless we just put a ridiculous amount of money in front of them with a 100% deal. It's the only way we can get this done. So they did it. No other NFL team wants to do business like that. Is it screwing the players over? Right, sure it is. But there is no element of labor negotiations ever in the NFL where the players weren't kind of getting screwed over anyways. The most dangerous sport has the least amount of security and guaranteed contracts. That always sort of left me scratching my mind. It really did. Anyway, Lamar Jackson today uh, is still looking for a team. This afternoon... The Ravens were doing a pre-draft press conference and their general manager, Eric DaCosta, is up on the dais with John Harbaugh taking questions. A reporter asks a Lamar Jackson question and is getting shouted down by Ravens PR. So all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson's name inside of a Ravens press conference is Voldemort. Like, don't say it. No one speak his name. That situation is so weird. It is so weird right now. Um, I don't know what comes of it. I really don't know what comes of it. And there is a scenario where the Baltimore Ravens take a quarterback in the first round. If they do that, what do you hold out if you're Lamar? You go back and you take the franchise tag and then say I'm out? I I don't know. It's, It's nuts that a quarterback is good as he is has an agent as bad as he does. Who's taking messages and running them between teams? Who on Team Lamar has circled back to the Jets and said, hey, if this Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out, I'm, I'm sitting here. Is he talking to Detroit? Is he ta- well, Who is he talking with? And that's the thing. He can't separate himself from the personal offense of not getting the 100% guaranteed deal. That's why you have an agent to take all of your personal emotions out of it and let people who understand contractual business hammer out contracts. You know, Richard Sherman was smart enough to do it. Richard Sherman went to Stanford. The man's brilliant. I'm not saying Lamar Jackson isn't brilliant, but he ain't Stanford smart. Who is? So look, we got uh, really weird situations happening around the NFL, where two of the best quarterbacks in the league, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, are in this weird limbo quarterbacking purgatory for very different reasons. It is odd. Very, very odd. Uh, I want to go back to the text line. This is Never Go Full Jeff. And he says, you know, all I hear is that athletes have never been in better shape, never had more trainers, never had more resources, yet they've missed more games than ever than now. Yeah. I'm going to call it the massive pussy factor. I don't know what it is. I just, it just everyone is turned into a, I can't play tonight. Instead of figuring out a way to go and play, they figure out a way to not go and play. And it happens apparently in the NBA more than anywhere else. And it just makes no sense to me. Now, if you want to go ahead and scrap a few meaningless games for the sake of rest and more important stuff coming down the road, it sucks for the fans who bought tickets that night, but at least I understand it. These games matter. These games matter. There's, there's, there's really, it's stupid to rest right now. It's really stupid to rest right now. Again, 
R.I.P. Cougar. LeBron bitching, blaming the loss last night. Hilarious. Look, it sounds like he's bitching. It sounds like it's easy to ridicule LeBron for that. LeBron is at least old enough to qualify for the concept of, hey, I'm tired out here and my gas tank empties faster than it used to. I mean... That guy is given more on-court minutes than anybody in this league. Like, I'm not ripping LeBron for being tired at his age and back-to-backs, and you could see that he was. He's right to rip the league. Why the NBA? And we've, pardon me if I'm repeating myself, if you've heard me say this before, but the impossible load management question that the NBA can't figure out how to answer, I've answered it. I have the perfect solution. So if you need more time, what you do is you go out and you get yourself more time. It's just that simple. You know, you're trying to fit 82 games into however many days they have. How about instead of fitting, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm making up a number here, but let's say they're trying to fit 82 games into 110 days or 120 days. How do you fit 82 games into 120 days? Well, I don't care because now fit your 82 games into 140 days, 145, 150 days. If more time is what you need, more time is available to you. Start your season earlier. End it a little bit later. Well, you know, the NBA Finals has to end in June. Why? Why? You know, the, the calendar customs and tradition don't mean anything in sports anymore. You know? If the, if, if the, if the fall classic, if the world series no longer needs to end in October, we can push the NBA finals into July. It's just, it's so stupid. If what you need is more time in between games, go ahead and get yourself more time. It just, it makes no sense to me. Again, when I'm commissioner of all sports, things are going to make so much more sense. So much more sense. The regular Ryan says the 49ers have to restructure four vets every time they make a free agent signing. The cap space isn't there. Well, look, I, I see Ari, uh, Merrick, is it Ari, Mary up my sports update is his Twitter handle. And he's got all 32 NFL teams cap spaces written out. Uh, and these are approximations. He doesn't have the actual numbers. Uh, the Chicago Bears have more cap space, went into this offseason with more cap space than any other team, over $38 million available. And, of course, the Chicago Bears go out and just, you know, what are you going to do, Chicago? Are you going to sign a linebacker? Yep, that's what they always do. Let's make let's be team linebacker and then deficient everywhere else. It's what the Bears do. It's their brand. It's who they are. The 49ers are down at the bottom of the pile where they're uh, only ahead of the Dolphins, Commanders, Giants, Buccaneers, and Vikings in terms of cap space. But again, that's all manipulatable. It's all manipulatable, but I don't think it's manipulatable to the point of adding Aaron Rodgers. So it's just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, It just, it, it can't happen for cap space reasons, but again, I, I think it more can't happen for personality reasons. I think Aaron Rodgers and Kyle Shanahan would end up stabbing each other to death in a quarterback room meeting. Just taking, oh, wait a minute. Why, why all of a sudden are we, are we, we got disco lights back here. Hold on. Calm down. There we go. <laughs> so, look, um, 
I don't think we really need to worry about that. One more NFL note, though. One more NFL note. Did you see the Tyreek Hill, who obviously is you know an all-world-class wide receiver with the Miami Dolphins? He says he's going to call it a career after two more seasons. He was traded to the Dolphins before the 2022 season. He signed a four-year, $120 million extension that made him the highest-paid receiver in the NFL the day that he signed it. Uh, when it comes to annual average value. And Tyreek, look, he's smart. Ten years in the NFL is 20 years anywhere else on a human's body. That guy's now made enough money to last him a lifetime. Walk away when people remember you for still being a good player. Don't leave it all on the field. It's, you're going to see this more and more often. As players amass salaries, as they pivot to business spaces that become more lucrative than their careers themselves, you're going to see players getting out of football more and more often. It's, it's the right, it's the smart thing to do. That sport is officially bad on human beings' longevity. Go in, make your splash, make your fortune, get the hell out while you can. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that become a serious, serious trend around the NFL where smart, high, highly paid players decide, all right, that's enough, that's enough, and then they walk away. This is from Stacy. I'm very late to the party. I'm so happy I found you again. New subscribe, Stacy. I'm glad you found me. Thank you so much for finding us. It matters to me greatly that the audience is starting to figure out where we are now. And a lot of people are saying, Damon, where, where can I start becoming a, a sponsor? How do I put a little jangle in the tip jar? There's no way to do that right now. We have to qualify for some YouTube parameters in order to start being uh, used by advertisers and accept your, your, your donations and things like that. What you can do in the meantime is go to your circle and say, hey, personal, professional circle, do you like sports? Have I got a guy for you? You should check this guy out. Have your circle of friends subscribe to Damon Bruce Plus. That, to me right now, is as valuable of a thing that you can do as we are putting down the roots to grow the tree that will shade the entire empire. We are going to take over the sports talk world. We're going to do it right down here from my basement. It's the old uh, tired and wired Tired stations, wired channels. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's good coffee. Actually, no, Metallica's already sent the whiskey over. This is a big thing of whiskey. It will be that. How about that? When we do get the Metallica, we'll do a drunk driver show. When we get the whiskey, we'll just, uh, we'll just, we'll just do some shots. New topic, new shot. I mean, it's not like I got to drive anywhere. I just got to go upstairs and make myself a sandwich. Anyways, we got an awful lot here coming in on the text line. I thank you so very much. You know, this is, uh, yeah, the text line, the chat line, old habits die hard. You're right. The regular Ryan is making fun of me. The text line. It is kind of that you're te- I'm guessing you texted that in. Maybe, maybe you did it from a keyboard, but thank you, regular Ryan. You're right. Uh, soup. Very soft league. Now here's the thing. I think the problem with the NBA and this softness though, it's not really player-related. It's franchise-related. E- every trainer walks on eggshells around the decision to play or sit a player, and I think the Warriors doubled down on that because they were team, nothing bad can happen to Kevin 
the day before he tore his Achilles. And I think that that scars the, the franchise and it relates to decisions that they continue to make. I think it's it, it continues to haunt them. Uh, this is Bryant. Bryant. God damn, Damon. No need to build up a cover a three-hour show anymore. Spicy content. Yeah, that's the thing. We can hit the ground running. And what I, what I really like about this format is I'm getting used to it and getting to realize not only how I use it to bring it to you, but how you, the listener, then uses it throughout their day. It's basically this. It's the show you always wanted that you can now listen to whenever you want. You don't have to be in your car at a specific time to catch me. I'm throwing myself into your phone, into your cloud, into your podcast, which are going to be coming next week. Uh, Anything that we are doing here on YouTube is going to be turned around for you into a podcast that you can take with you. We are going to be expanding to all the platforms. So I'm just telling you that I think we've come pretty far in four days. The amount of not fucking around that you are about to experience from Team Bruce which is essentially me, my incredible wife, the circle of advisors and and support that we have around us, and three-year-old Jack and one-year-old Ozzy. That's Team Bruce right now. But, um, you know, all I can tell you is there was, a, there was a place I used to be that had a really good thing going with me. Fuck around and find out. Isn't that what the kids say? There's going to be some finding out going on. Notice I maintained eye contact with the camera throughout that entire sip. That's how you know I'm not messing around. When I maintain eye contact through a sip. Watch this. This is, this is intimidating, isn't it? They used to say I would pause too often in radio as a solo host and they got these meters that track things and um all of their ratings are completely imagined kind of data point bullshit anyways no one's gonna go away nothing's gonna stop tracking me if i take a nice pause in between topics i like a good pause call me an old-fashioned broadcaster i forgot i'm not listening to fm radio no you ain't not anymore. Not anymore. So look, we have uh, a couple of other things to get to today. We got Tiger out at Augusta. The first round of the Masters is underway. We're not going to bother updating you with a leaderboard. There is no time for any of that nonsense right now. Because, um, because <laughs> no, you cannot. Jonathan, you are right. No, you, there is no radio eye contact. You like a little eye contact when you're making love, don't you? Thank you very, very much. I do too. Louis, yeah, I, we, we can do what we want. We can do what we want. So look, uh, Tiger is out there. I guess he got off to a good start. I should have the leaderboard up. I don't right now. I'm already pushing enough buttons as it is. I don't need that up. But... I think that that's kind of an interesting uh, thing for the weekend. It's the Masters. It's the best. It's it's the best golf tournament in the world. We all know that. Um, 
when Tiger in 1997 won the Masters, it changed the sport forever. And now he's out there competing in his 25th straight Masters. Did you hear that the Champions Dinner was a little awkward because of the whole PGA Live thing? And Phil, apparently Phil Mickelson, just sat in the corner, talked to nobody. The, the heel turn of Phil Mickelson's career is one of the harder to predict things that has ever happened coming from the world of golf. Phil Mickelson, lefty, everybody loved him and his jiggly man boobs for all those years. Like, people loved Phil. Now it's like, fuck Phil Mickelson. And no one likes Phil anymore. Like, the players don't like him. He doesn't like himself. Bookies don't like him. He doesn't pay guys back. Vegas doesn't like him anymore. Nobody likes Phil Mickelson. He's gone full-on man in black. He wears black everywhere he goes. Nobody likes Phil anymore. Anyway, tomorrow I am going to be appearing with Gianna. I believe tomorrow morning on KPIX from 24 Willie Mays Plaza. So we'll be out there bright and early. Going to need a little coffee there too. It is getaway day for the Giants. As a matter of oh, that game's on right now. Hold on. I want to put that game on. I don't need to sit here and watch NFL live. Nothing's going to happen in the NFL today. I'm the guy telling you that this Aaron Rodgers thing is bullshit. So don't even worry about it. So uh, let's see. Here we go. Giants at White Sox, and the score is... Oh, that's a home run trot. That is a Sable 434-foot blast. Sable's hit his first major league home run. It was a bomb. It's 4-0 Giants. There's there's just no in-between for them. They are either going down, limp-wristed, two hits, no runs, cupcakes... Or they're out there as world beaters. I mean, maybe the truth about this team is somewhere in the middle. Again, the frustrating thing about the Giants season that you're all see about to bear out over the course of the baseball season is that even if all of them, everyone has a career year all at the same time, by the way, a big part of the Giants plan on how they're going to be a good team this year is basically Logan Webb needs to win the Cy Young. He's already off to an 0-2 start with an ERA over 6.5. But if everyone has a career year all at the same time, they're a third-place team. That's going to be the frustrating. You, you are chasing a Lamborghini and a Ferrari in an incredibly, you know, durable, dependable Honda Civic. But the Giants are a Honda Civic compared to the Dodgers and the Padres. So one more thing, one more thing for it today before we kind of go into the chats and and take a look at what's going out here. Um, The Pac-12 is about to die, boys and girls. It seriously looks like the Pac-12 is about to die. And that's a shame because, you know, the Conference of Champions, the fact that the Big Ten has already rated the two Los Angeles properties in USC and UCLA is devastating to a team, or a conference, I should say, that is looking for a TV deal and cannot find one. You are not a major conference if you don't have a TV deal. That's it. I mean, like, you know, they're looking for the kind of terms with someone that, here are the terms that the Pac-12 needs to agree to. Take it or leave it. If you're not on TV, you just do not matter. You won't get recruits. You will fall behind. You're the fucking Sunbelt Conference without 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 a deal. You're, you, it just does not work. Because if the Pac-12 does not have a media deal, whether it be lucrative, 
kind of lucrative or even embarrassing. It's better than we're not on TV. Oregon, Washington, watch them petition to the Big Ten and say, please take us. We'll even come in for a lower rate than what you're given to UCLA and USC. We won't even take an equitable cut amongst all other conference members. Take us, please. Get us the hell out of this poverty-stricken, can't-get-a-media-deal-done Pac-12. By the way, I have no idea really how this happened other than the last commissioner of the Pac-12 is among the worst commissioners in the history of all of sports. Larry Scott came into the Pac-12 concentrated deeply on women's tennis and the entire damn thing fell apart on his watch it's disgusting that that happened it's just i mean if if we really wanted to have a contest who is worse at running something john fisher or larry scott it would have been it would have been a neck and neck race john fisher wins though because well we all know why i didn't want to get into it Anyways, I really hope that the Pac-12 can get its shit together because it is just, it, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Someone's, how about this? Just sell the conference naming rights. The Prime 12. Jonathan, that is literally the best idea that anyone in the Pac-12 could come up with. Just go to Amazon Prime and be like, look, we're going to give you the entire conference. You can have all the football games. We'll call ourselves the Prime 12 from now on. And, you know, you can have your... You can have your, uh, uh, you know, division split up into the Bezos and the divorced wife, whatever her name was. I forget. JB, you're right about this. Larry Scott killed the pack. He absolutely did. Jordan, can't believe how far Cal has fallen since my freshman year in 2010. Here's the thing that Cal needs to do. They need to pick a sport to try in. And they're trying on a football field, and they just hired Mark Madsen. Maybe he can turn around that basketball program. I know that there's always a budget issue at Cal, but that doesn't mean you should win three basketball games. It just it doesn't. I, I don't understand how that bottomed out so horrifically either. My wife went to Cal, and she doesn't get it. And she was like, she was on Rallycom. Like, she was one of the the the... The, you know, people holding megaphones screaming, go Cal. That's what she was. She loves Cal athletics. She didn't want to go to any football games. Well, we got kids. It's a little tough to take them. But, you know, basketball, we used to go to a couple games a year. We, we haven't been to a Cal basketball game since the pandemic. And apparently the Cal basketball team hasn't been to a Cal basketball game since the pandemic. <laughs> somebody says here, Jillian. Uh, oh, somebody. Some, it's Jillian. Jill, hi, honey. Oski is sad. First of all, Oski looks like he's on a fistful of Quaaludes. That is the dopiest looking mascot in all of sports. Other than the, what, the, the, the Hilltopper, the, the, what is it? The Western Kentucky, is that what it is? The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. The thing looks like Grimace from McDonald's, just a big purple blob. That thing and Oski, they both look stoned out of their minds. Prime 12, prime time. Colorado. I'm telling you right now. Watch Colorado end up being a real factor in this conference almost overnight because the two big boys avoid well one big boy in USC is vacated. UCLA 
little bit of a threat, vacated. They're gone now. The entire conference is basically Oregon and Utah and Stanford if they ever want to take sports seriously again. That's it. That's it. What Arizona, Arizona, unless you're talking about basketball, what do you got? Very little. Arizona State. Come on. If I am the Pac-12, I am looking at San Diego State, especially with a national championship appearance. I'm adding San Diego State. I'm talking to Boise State. And does Gonzaga have a football team? I would add them for just basketball if you had to. It's, I hate it when there's so much realignment that it makes things complicated. But then you got a level of incompetence added to the the complication. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh, another void here for uh, Boise State. I mean... The crazy thing is, is Boise State in better position without the Pac-12? Has the Pac-12 become a a drain more than it is something that that props you up? Otis, San Jose State, Cal, Stanford, San Jose State, they could play each other. Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. That sounds great. Sounds like some local rivalry. None of those games is a sellout. None of them. No, those games aren't selling out. It's just not happening. No, no, I mean, no one really cares. I never understood why the Bay Area just was out on the concept of college sports mattering. I never understood it. It works just about everywhere else. Why wouldn't it work out here, especially when you got great schools? Cal's a great school. Berkeley is a great school. Stanford is a great school. I can understand if you treated Stanford as they, well, they're the rich kids. We don't like them. But, you know, it's just, it's, it makes, it it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that I love college sports. And in the last 18 years on the radio, I knew that any single time I did a college sports segment, I was in trouble. I can't believe we haven't lost half of our our viewers right now since I've been talking about the Pac-12. But it does show you that people do care about it. It'd be nice if these teams actually cared about it. It'd be nice if these schools actually cared about it. Uh, as we wrap up today's show, this is from Famous Funk. with just watching Damon's broadcast with Larry last night. Then I can see he's live. I can't watch both at the same time, can I? No. I, and why would you want to? Like, one of me is enough, right? Thank God I, didn't, I never had a brother. My sister, she was smart enough to be born five years after me and just maintained an arm length distance at all times. She's like, I don't want, I don't want to be affiliated with that guy beyond the last name. Smart choice, Lindsay. Um, yeah, no, watch the live broadcast, but I have been having a ton of fun with Larry. Larry and I, I believe are going to be hopping back on this stream tonight. We got a little thing that we've called the home and home. I'll do a night on his channel. He'll do a night on mine. We'll figure out a way maybe to split the feed between the two of us at some point. But in the meantime, Larry's doing an awful lot to help me build up a subscriber count. Uh, but he can't do as much as you can. So we're going to end today by saying thank you for being here in the first place. Thank you for being so unbelievably loyal. Thank you for being a wonderful audience that has shown up quickly to catch me and support me. It has meant the world. I'm humbled by it. 
If you could ask your friends, your circle of friends, your personal friends, your colleagues at work, send an email blast around the office, subscribe to Damon Bruce, that would be a, a mitzvah for me and my family right now and this channel. So I'll ask you to do that. I thank you so much for checking us out today. Again, some days we'll go, what do we, what do we have, 48 minutes. Some days we'll go several hours. When Here's the thing. We'll do what is needed on the days it is needed. I'm guessing you need to get back to work. I need to freshen up the coffee. And I want to thank you so much for listening today and tuning in today. It means the world. Go ask your friends to do the same. Thank you. Thanks to Otis Bird, the Third's Army. Thanks to, again, the executive producer, director, CEO, set decorator, technological wizard that is my wife, who, again, set us so up well today that she's not even here and I did this. I didn't break the computer once again, honey. It's a success story. It really is. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please do remember, as you enjoy some baseball today, as you enjoy some Masters today, that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that,